Greetings and blessings to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm Brother Reinhold from Christian Media Ministries Australia. I pray that this message of eternal life will change your life circumstances so that you become a blessing to others and healing will prosper your soul. In Ephesians chapter 6 verses 12, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. On the 3rd of August 1979, a remarkable event took place. A Christian of the name Howard Pittman had a dead experience. He suffered what appeared to be a physical death as a result of a sudden rupture of his eternal artery. While the physicians worked frankly on him in the emergency room, his spirit separated from his body and was taken into the spirit world where he was allowed to see many startling things. For the first time, God showed him the hierarchy of Satan's kingdom. He was transferred in the second heaven, what is described by Paul of being caught up in the third heaven in 2 Corinthians 12.2. That is where God the Father and His Son reigns, and the second heaven is where Satan resides, with all the fallen angels and demonic beings, until cast out to the earth, when the great tribulation starts as described in Daniel 12.1-3. When he was transferred into the second heaven, he saw the social activity of demons talking to each other, but totally ignoring him. These demonic beings had no love for themselves, no love for the Master, so they had nothing to look forward to. And he saw them in all forms, shapes and sizes. Some looked like human, some like giant humans, some looked like half-human and animal. Some looked like known animals, but some looked so horrible that it almost caused nauseous to look upon them. He saw some in forms and shapes that the human mind cannot imagine. The Bible indicates these weird shapes in Revelation 16.13. He noticed the hierarchy of Satan's kingdom is highly organized. Then every demonic being is an expert in what they are doing. They are stalking every victim until they have it in their clutches by drugs, pornography, alcohol, rock music, occult, greed and other means. And the lowest demon class is symbolized as a frog. It is a demon of lust, perverting men's soul. It is despised by the other higher-ranking demons, but has a very important role to play, because uh, if they are in men, men becomes addictive to any so social uh, sexual activity, pornography, homosexuality, and other perverted nature. The higher up is a religious demon. He looks like half-man and beast and has a flute where he bewitches nations with false religions. Under this control are witchcraft, necromancy, hypnosis, reincarnation, and the demons who appear as ghosts, uh, they appear with the voice of the departed and bringing proof of revealing facts 
only known to the close relatives, and they naturally believe that they are well and look after, while the opposite is the case. Satan's aim is that nobody perceives him as being existing, to disprove the word of God as not true, and to destroy the image of a godly man so he becomes corrupt in the eyes of the world through temptation and other means. There is an exact order in the chain of command. On each project, the demon of the highest order is in command, and the demon from the second ranking is next in line, and so on down the order. This chain of command is always the way it works, with possibly one exception. That exception would be a project that involves the mystery demon, and it seems in all cases where the mystery demon is involved, he supersedes all other except the prince. The next higher group is the second most powerful demon, who is the second in the chain of command called the Demon of Greed. It had been explained to Howard Pittman that in the last time this demon will destroy the world economy. This particular demon resembles an average portly Caucasian clothes in a business suit. As I studied his face, he glared at me through eyes as cold of steel. I noticed a faint smile at the corner of his mouth, and I found it hard to believe that one so fierce could look so mild. He belongs to be a prince in the order of commands. The top of all the ranks are the giant, warring demons. We stop and watch the social activity of demons when suddenly I heard a great noise that sounded like an army marching. Looking up, I saw this column of giant soldiers marching towards me. I noticed the demons stopped when they were doing, moved out of the way and fascinated with the appearance of the approaching giants. I suddenly felt my escorting angels stiffening as they were turning to stone. I stiffened also and moved not one muscle. It seemed that the marching army would walk right over us. But when they reached a point approximately 8 to 10 feet from they suddenly surfed and and went around us. One of the giants broke ranks and came to me. Leaning down, he put his face eyeball to eyeball with mine and leered at me. Had I not been under the protection of the Holy Spirit, there would have been some sort of confrontation. However, because of the Holy Spirit, I never feared. It was revealed to me that the warring demons are the cream of Satan's crop, as so to speak. They are his ruling order, and from this group comes all the princes who are the rulers of darkness. When a principality is determined by Satan, he sets a prince over it. The prince is then authorized to use as many demons as necessary from all orders and ranks to perform Satan's work in that specified principality. The prince of that principality then established a chain of command among his demon workers with the highest ranking coming from the highest order. Daniel 10.13 gives us a glance when Gabriel would not come. He was appealed by the prince of Greece, and Michael the archangel over Israel had to help him to overcome that prince. We are talking about spiritual battles in the heavenlies, not seen by the human eye, but are true 
realities. The rule of the warring demon for the last day's attack is an important one. He must cause war conditions to exist and fill people with fear. He must make conditions to appear so severe that people would think that no single world leader could bring peace. He must make world war so devastating that men will be willing to compromise all principles to avoid war. At the same time, he must create conditions between nations feel that war is absolutely necessary. In order for him to do this, he must divide the world into two camps and then bring them together in war. We are given the weapons to fight these wars in the spirit, by the heavenly language given to us to intercede. There is much power in the Holy Spirit-filled Christian warrior, but many who are born again do not go further and attack these principalities and powers by speaking in the heavenly language what has been given to us by the Holy Spirit. My beloved brother and sister, God gives us here a glance in the hierarchy of Satan's kingdom. We have a foe what we cannot underestimate, and we have to come against him not mid carnal, but with spiritual weapons, and these spiritual weapons are prayers. And for you, my beloved friend, who has listening to that message of eternal life, and you do not know whether you're going right or you're going left, but I'm telling you now that God, who is merciful, is knocking on the door of your heart. And he is saying, my friend, open the door of your heart, and let me come in. Now God has given us four spiritual laws, and by these laws he gives us eternal salvation. It tells us in Romans 10.10, 10, For with the heart men believe it unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And in Romans 3.23 the Bible is telling us, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And John 3.18 he that believeth in him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he had not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Now what shall I do to be safe and have eternal life? Romans 10.9 is telling you that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Now, my beloved friends, after the music is finished playing, I will pray a prayer. And if you with a sincere heart pray that prayer after me, then Jesus Christ, by his Spirit, shall come into your heart, and you shall have eternal life.
Jesus, I need you. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I open the door of my life and receive you as my Savior and Lord. Thank you for forgiving my sins and giving me eternal life. Make me the kind of person you want me to be. My dearly beloved friends, if you have prayed that prayer, we most certainly like to hear from you. Send us a short note to prayer at harvesttimeradio.com so that we may send you some material regarding your faith. You can also go on the internet to heinzharvesttime.org for more sermons and prayer support. I will pray now the blessing of the Almighty God upon you. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling, to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. Mm-hmm.